Welcome back. You're watching Traders Corner and joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders Corner. Garth, welcome. Hi, Julieta. Garth, we've been somewhat wrong-footed by what's happening to U.S. markets um, because they have... You struck quite a cautious note, but um, they've actually bounded ahead in the last couple of sessions. Yes, they have. If you look at the S&P 500 chart here, um, I, last week I was going on about the possibility that uh, you know we might be forming the right shoulder of a head and shoulders pattern there, and that that 2700 support level was going to be quite significant. And my feeling was that just the way it was trading, it was looking as if it was struggling to get going to the upside. And based on that sort of lack of momentum, that failure to be able to move higher. I thought it was actually going to break down below 2700 and that it would go and flush through the 200 day moving average. Yeah. Um, now, as you can see on the chart, that actually didn't happen. The opposite has happened. Yeah. In fact, it's, it's moved up quite nicely to the upside over the last couple of sessions. And now we have what could arguably be maybe a, a failed head and shoulders pattern over there. So that happens when the market goes above the right, the top of the right shoulder. And usually that sets up a target back to the highest point of the of the head which in this case is about 2790 and look if it carries on beyond there above 2790 above 2800 well then that could you know open open the way even further to the upside there's a gap in the chart from late january at, at the 2850 and you can see i'm pointing that out over there now that gap still remains unfilled so there's a possibility that if we see this S&P 500 breaking up above this 2800 round figure, then maybe the market goes up to that to try and target that gap at 2850. Yeah, I have to say the local market though shows no sign of really breaking out of any gaps at this point. Yeah, not at the moment. So here's our top 40 future. And as you can see, it's still very much stuck in the sideways range that it's been in for most of the year, really. The lower end of the, the range there is at about 49,000. And then the upper end is at about 52,500. Now, you can see it's pushing up over the last week or so. It's been gradually pushing higher. Each day, you can see these daily candlestick patterns have had nice long tails to the downside, which implies that there has been some buying interest at the lower levels. And the market's been closing in the upper half of the day's range each day over the last sort of seven or eight trading sessions, if not even more than that, in fact. Uh, so we now are looking at possibly heading up towards that 52,500 resistance zone. And you can see it's a big resistance. It joins all the highs from February this year. So you know, on, on a number of occasions, the market has struggled at that area. So we'll need to see whether that resistance holds and if the market begins to turn lower from there or whether we have the potential to actually break out above 52,500, which would be quite bullish. Yeah. Um, do keep in mind there's still a gap in the chart down here at uh, around about 50,000. That was from two weeks back. And that gap remains unfilled. So if we do start to fail at the upper end of that resistance, then there's a chance we come back and make an, make an attempt to target that gap. But if not, <clears throat> then you know, if we push out through 52,500, that could have bullish implications. Yeah. Okay, well, let's look at some of the sort of constituent, uh, um, this constituents of, of the top 40 and some of the shares that you've been actively trading in the last uh, couple of shows. Mm. Um, and it was Mondi and ShopRite, in fact, that you entered both positions uh, into uh, last week. Yes. How have they worked out? Yeah, they've worked out fine. So Mondi is the first one. We still are in this trade at the moment. Uh, last week on the show, I said to you that it had this nice controlled consolidation. It had pulled back to that upward trend since February and it had begun to look as if it was moving to the upside. So we took uh, a long position here. 
based on the fact that it was breaking out of that small little channel and the fact that it had held that uptrend support. And we were long 390 CFDs from 354 Rand 20. And I was looking for the market to, or the stock rather to go back up and retest that prior high, which is at 375 Rand. Now it got close, it got as high as 372. And I didn't actually bank the profit. I should have in retrospect, because as I've said on shows recently, you know, sometimes it has paid us just to bank a quick profit, put the money in the bank and then move on and not try and be unnecessarily greedy for that last little bit of the trade. But in this case, I, I held on and it, it's for now um, hasn't served me so well, but not to say that we're losing money. We yeah, because it hasn't actually sort of come back to flirt in any way with your stop loss. No, it hasn't. It's still, it's still a very constructive chart. This. I mean, if you look at it, the rising trend is still very much intact. There's higher lows and higher highs evident. Over the past week, one could argue that this little pattern that's formed here is actually a small little bull flag pattern, and it's beginning to move to the upper end of that pattern now. So I still think there's a chance we'll see our target being reached at 375. And you know, if it goes beyond 375, that even opens further upside. And overall, this chart structure does still remain pretty constructive. So I'm going to stick it out, but you know, having learned the lesson last week of seeing the the trade you know reach 80% of what i was hoping to achieve and then give most of it back the lesson again is you know in this market at the moment it, it does pay you to actually bank your profits and take it and move on to the next thing and like i've said so many times on this show knowing when to sell is the hardest part of trading yeah. uh, buying and picking a good entry level you can do executing a stop loss shouldn't be difficult but knowing the right time to sell can be challenging so we're still long here. Um, I still like the setup, but I, I certainly do hope we're not going to give up more of the profits that we see in this trade right now. Yeah, that would be very frustrating indeed. Mm. Um, and yet the other trade, which was a long position also in ShopRite, seems to have worked exactly how you wanted it to. Yes, this was a really great little trade and the, the kind of trade that really um, is, is textbook in the sense that it worked almost immediately from the moment we put the trade on and it within a couple of days it reached its target and we were able to bank profits. So what happened here was the, the company or an, an announcement came out that an accelerated book build was going to happen where Christo Visa via his Titan Investments business um, entered into a, 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 a sale transaction effectively of 17 million shares of ShopRite in an accelerated book build. It was all part of an uh, elaborate derivatives transaction. Yes. But in any case, what it did is it created short-term oversupply of shares in the market uh, and the price of ShopRite traded down towards where the book build took place. That was at 210 Rand per share. Now, I said at the time that these sort of opportunities are great usually because it doesn't increase the supply of shares in the market. Nothing's happened to change the outlook at the company, et cetera, et cetera. All that you have is a, a short-term situation where there's an oversupply of shares in the market that is creating a depressed share price. Yeah. And that usually rectifies itself very, very quickly. Yeah. So what we did here was we went long at 211 Rand 32. We bought 380 CFDs here. And I was looking for a move up to target the gap which had created prior to that book build being announced. And that level was at 224 Rand. Now, it got there within about five or six days after the book build had occurred. 
which is great. We had a sell order in there, took out, um, uh, we took our profits at 224 Rand and we banked 4,484 nice. Rand. So nice. It did go a little bit beyond our target level, which is fine. I'm not going to uh, cry about money left on the table here. We had a strategy in place and it worked according to the strategy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a nice, w uh, welcome winning trade. And, and it's sort of an easy win in a way, um, in, a, in a very tough market. Yeah, it was an easy win because it, it worked off the bat and every day it looked good from the day that we put the trade on and effectively it went you know straight from our entry to the target level and we banked the profit and there was never any anxiety on this trade ever really <laughs> that there's been precious little of that this yeah. year i have to yeah. say okay guys so um you've actually been very active in the local portfolio and now you're looking at um well you've entered into trade and you're also um eyeing out a particular stock this week yeah. so the first uh, uh share to talk about is netcare yeah. which you're shorting um yes. that's interesting yeah so netcare has uh Technically, there's a little bit of damage here. First of all, let's put that into, into context. There you can see the share price broke below the lower end of this descending triangle pattern in the middle of June. Uh, that level was 29 Rand, and the break down below 29 Rand was a bearish break. Now, the catalyst for that break was the white paper that got uh, published on the proposed uh, national health insurance scheme, which would, generally speaking, be negative for private healthcare providers. And... That caused the share price of Netcare and all the other local hospital stocks to fall, and it was a bearish break. Now, it traded down to the logical support area, which was a 26 Rand 50. You can see that lateral support area indicated by the dotted line over there. It then has begun to rebound. But from here, the 29 Rand area now res represents quite stiff resistance. Mm. You can see that it's the under area, underside of that uh, descending triangle that I spoke about. And it's also where the underside of the 50-day moving average comes into play. So my expectation here is that the stock is, is going to struggle to make any significant headway above 29. And I think it's quite feasible that it's actually going to come back down and possibly even challenge those lows again at 26 Rand 50. And doesn't, it's not just the NHI white paper, I mean, well, um, Bill, um, it's, it's also the, the, um, the Competition Commission's inquiry, yeah. health market inquiry, yeah. uh, which is really concerned about dominance of, amongst the three hospital players. Yeah. No doubt they'll fight any sort of recommendations that come out of it, but it's 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 going to be management time and efforts yeah. away from running the business and possibly expanding in South yes. Africa. Yeah. Um, so it's all kind of longer term, a little bit murky. It is, and and given all of this, um, you know, I can't see any strong reason as to why this share price should be going aggressively higher from here. So my expectation is that given the technical damage that's that's occurred here. And given that resistance at around about 29 Rand per share, I won't be surprised to see some selling become evident at that 29 Rand area and then for the share price to take another move to the downside. Yeah. So on that basis, I've gone short. I've, I've entered a short at 29 Rand per share okay. today. The stop loss that I'm going to use is a convincing move above 30 Rand per share. And I'm looking for a move back down to that low that we saw recently, which was a 26 Rand 50. Okay, so take us through the mechanics of it, because also that stop loss is quite tight, isn't it? Well, it's tight, but it's what's a 3% away from okay. the entry where we put the trade on. So it's it's tight enough, but not too tight that I'm worried that it could get violated in, <laughs> unnecessarily. So we're short to 29 Rand. Uh, we are using a stop loss above 30 Rand per share. The risk per share, therefore, is one Rand in this case. I'm going to risk 1.5% of our capital. So we've got 171,000 Rand uh, at our disposal in our account now. So 1.5% of that is 2,565 Rand. So we take the risk, uh, 
total risk, effectively what we're willing to lose yeah. on the trade if, we, if we're wrong, which is 2,565 Rand. We divide it by the risk per share of one Rand, so it's a very easy calculation to do. 2,565 CFDs is what we can afford to go short of here to find out whether this trade is going to work or not. Uh, my target, as I said, is 26 Rand 50, and I'm looking, therefore, at a risk-to-reward ratio of 1 to 2.5. Okay. All right, so that's the one trade. The other is it's not a trade uh, per se, but something that you're watching, and it's also a short position in Telcom. Yes, so I'm keeping an eye on Telcom, and it's a possibility that we may enter a trade in the stock during during the week ahead. So it's something worthwhile putting on your watch list if you are uh, are interested. So the share price of Telcom, uh, the chart has formed a head and shoulders pattern that you can see over the last couple of months since March. The neckline of that head and shoulders is 51 Rand. Now, it broke down below the neckline there uh, in the middle of June as well. It's traded lower, now it's begun to move to the upside. And it's now basically challenging the underside or challenging the neckline of that, in, of that head and shoulders pattern. My expectation is that it's probably likely to struggle at that area, that 51, maybe 52 Rand sort of area. And I wouldn't be too surprised if we see the price reversing down from there and then taking another leg to the downside. That head and shoulders pattern actually projects a target to the downside of 45 Rand, which is equivalent to the lows that we saw in December of last year. Mm -hmm. And when I just look at that chart, to me it looks fairly feasible that it's actually going to go down, back down to those 45 Rand lows. Yeah. Okay, so something to watch, not yet in the trade, um, but we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. Garth, then to sum up very quickly, um, the portfolio, it's had a bit of a boost um, yeah. from the ShopRite trade, so what does it look like? Yeah, we're up a little bit from last week's port uh, from last week's show. The the, the profits that were well, the mark-to-market profits on ShopRite and Mondi were already accounted for on last week's okay. show. So okay. so it, it is up a little bit from last week, but not as much as one might have expected. Um, so we've made our nearly four and a half thousand rand of profit there on ShopRite. Mondi is up almost five thousand rand on a mark-to-market profit basis. So we're sitting with a gain of fourteen point two nine percent on the local portfolio which I'm pretty pleased about at the sort of the half year stage now and then offshore we haven't done anything recently so that stays as it was um, we're up 4.2 percent for the year to date there and probably uh, time to maybe get a little bit more active on that <laughs> offshore portfolio again soon just to try and keep the ticker moving there yeah and then just a reminder uh, viewers can get a weekly alert from yourself yes if you go to traderscorner.co.za and go to the middle of the page you'll see a link there for a free weekly email if you enter your details it'll take you you know, a minute or so to enter and uh, register and then we'll send you an email every Tuesday at lunchtime detailing what is coming up on the show for that week. Great, we'll leave it there. Garth, thanks as always for joining us. Garth McKenzie is founder and editor of Traders Corner.